Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 81 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. This week I realised that I've got a problem. I find it hard not to edit other people's images, uh, images that people have posted on social media, especially I do it in the Facebook group to help people out, but I am constantly doing it on Twitter. If a photo is crooked and needs straightening, or the exposures needs a little tweak, I just can't help myself. I have to download it, correct it, and then repost it. Um, anyway, my name's Andy, and I have a photo editing problem. Okay, this week's episode is Common Mistakes 3. I haven't done one of these Common Mistakes episodes for, well, I don't know how long. It's a long time. So here we go. I'm going to start off with Wrong White Balance. When you've used the wrong white balance, your images are going to have a color cast. If you're shooting in JPEG, it can be challenging to fix this. If you're shooting in RAW, you should be able to uh, fix it up and correct it quite easily. All the details are in there for RAW, so it, it's, it's not a problem. Like I say, JPEG, you could have a bit of a problem. Now, setting your camera to auto white balance will be fine in 99% of cases. To guarantee that a white balance is accurate, you need to set a custom white balance and you use an 18% grey card. You'll need to set the custom white balance before every shoot. If you're doing a shoot and you change rooms or you the lighting is different, you're going to need to change the white balance. It's pretty simple to do. You just find the custom white balance setting in the menu, take a photo of the grey card and the camera uses it to set the new white balance. The best thing you can do is shoot in RAW and use a custom white balance. The next best thing you can do is shoot in RAW and use auto white balance. Just the fact that you're shooting in RAW will allow you to change the white balance at a later date anyway. Okay, next one. Overexposed highlights. Now I'm as guilty of this as anyone else. It happens all the time. The overexposed highlights are the parts of the image that are blown out with light. There's too much light there. You can get this problem when you're shooting in the middle of the day on a bright sunny day. If you take a portrait with the subject in the shade and behind them is the sky, there's a good chance that the sky will be overexposed. Your camera is exposing for the darker areas where the person is stood and the bright overlit sky will be just blown out. It's just, just white light. Now, how do you avoid this problem? The best method is to shoot at a different time of day, like the golden hour before the sun sets. Another option is to change your angle of attack. Move the subject so that the sky isn't in the frame. So if you put them in the shade, everything that is in your frame, looking through your viewfinder or your LCD on the back, everything that you're taking a picture of is in shade. There's no huge contrast between a light area and a dark area. If you can't change the time of the shoot, you can use exposure bracketing. If you're going to try this, it's best to do it on a tripod. Exposure bracketing allows you to take three images, one exposed properly in the middle, one underexposed and one overexposed. The idea is that you can then merge them when you're editing, replacing the overexposed sky with a properly exposed sky from the underexposed image. Now, it's going to add a lot of time to your workload. If you can just spot that there's going to be a blown out part of the image, an overexposed part of the image, and remedy it before you even take the picture, you're going to save a lot of time. Another option 
similar to the bracketing, which really is bracketed anyway, uh, is just take two images of the same scene. One exposed properly with the sky blown out and overexposed, and a second one underexposed with the sky looking normal. Then again, when you're editing, you merge the two together. The next common mistake that I see, and it, it doesn't really bug me, it's just I just wish I could get the word out and help people. The next one is shooting down on your subject. Whatever you're shooting, get down to their level. Children and pets look way better when your lens is down low. Backgrounds look totally different also. Give it a try. It doesn't need to be a baby or a dog. It could just be something as simple as a soccer ball. Take two photos, one looking down at it and one at ground level. The one at ground level will be the best shot nine times out of ten. So give it a try. It'll absolutely change the way you take photographs. Next one is not editing an image. Every time you post examples of your work online, whether it's on social media or on your website, they should be the best they could possibly be. If you post a quick photo with your phone, mention that you've used your phone. As a photographer, every image you put out into the world is going to be judged. So take the extra few minutes to edit your images so they pop and get attention. There really isn't a good excuse for not editing an image. Editing software is mind-blowingly good now, and you don't need to spend more than five minutes on any image. Put yourself in the customer's shoes here. You spend a few hours looking at local photographers' websites trying to find one to shoot your wedding. If there are two or three photos on a website or a blog that are not edited, and they might just be taken with a phone in the blog, the people just look at them and they will move on to the next person. You need to captivate them. You need to hold their attention with good quality images. Showing them something that you didn't put any effort into isn't the way to sell your services. Now, if you do take photos with your phone, edit them too and still mention that you took them with your phone. The potential customer is going to be amazed that you can take professional looking photos even with a phone. Okay, next, shooting in the wrong orientation. Now, by orientation, I mean portrait or landscape. Landscape orientation is horizontal. Portrait orientation is vertical. So, The common mistake I'm talking about is taking a shot in portrait orientation when landscape would have been best and vice versa. I see lots of photos of vehicles, boats, animals taken in portrait orientation when landscape orientation was really needed. The vehicle and the foreground take up half the frame and the sky fills the other half. I sometimes wonder if they were trying to get a photo of the sky and a car got in the way. I just don't understand why you wouldn't try and fill the frame with your subject. You need to think about the subject itself, the car or a horse or a cat. Just think about its shape. A car side on is horizontal, so use landscape orientation. Keep your camera horizontal. Your subject is going to fill the frame and be way more interesting to the viewer. So like I just said, fill the frame and Think about the shape of your subject and use the right orientation with your camera. The funny thing is, portrait photographers don't only use portrait orientation, and the same goes for landscape photographers. Shoot horizontally or vertical. The only rule really should be just fill the frame with interesting stuff. Good composition. And last but not least is not printing your photos. Now, I've mentioned this in a previous episode, 
but it's important, so I'm going to repeat myself. If you do a shoot for a customer, print out the best two or three images from the shoot just for you. 5 by 7 prints, 6 by 4 whatever. But 5 by 7 will definitely do. Get them printed as cheaply as you can. These are not for framing. They're for you to look at. Being able to hold a photo in front of you makes you look at it differently. You'll see what needs improving and that can only make you a better photographer. It'll also show you how you've improved over time if you keep all of them. Just stick them in a box somewhere or I used to have a folder that used to take 8x10s. Looking at your work on a computer screen won't work the same as a printed photo. Trust me on this one, it really doesn't work the same. So print your workout, just some cheap 5x7s, 6x4s, just so you can see what your pictures actually look like in front of you. Okay, I want to give a shout out to Marvin Daly. He's from the Greater Toronto area here in Ontario, Canada. He found the podcast last week and he's listened to all 80 episodes. He must be really sick of my voice about now. I think it works out close to uh, maybe over 16 hours in a week listening to me. He needs a doctor. He needs a doctor. Anyway, that's it for episode 81. I'll be back next week with more Waffle. Talk to you soon. Bye. When you've used the wrong white balance your images are going to have a white color cast to them huh? Huh? when you've used the wrong white balance <coughs> <coughs> custom white balance and you need to do you <coughs> to guarantee that a white balance is you will need you'll need to set up you'll need to set up the you'll need to set the Custom white balance. <laughs> Too much light there. Like you can, yeah. Your camera is exposing for the darker areas under the in the shade air. Yeah. If you do, sh- if you if you do a shot, yeah. replacing the overexposed sky with a properly exposed sky. Yeah. Children and pets look way better if the lens is what is. Yeah. Next one is spend a few hours looking everything in the frame as interesting and it makes sense. Now I've mentioned this in previous, I've mentioned this in previous, ah.